0: Shower episode launch into the theme song. I'm
1: feeling good about this episode. Feels like a return to CTC roots. We've got a classic funk album and a rock.
0: A a classic alt country masterpiece. Yeah. And we're going to be doing some jazz on the mic. Right now we're listening to John Cale, You Know More Than I Know, and this is Connecting the Classics, and this is The Shower episode. We're showering you with podcasts. We're showering you with jazz because podcasts is jazz. But Lee, you know more than I know. You want to tell the people what this podcast is about?
1: Yeah, this is Connecting the Classics, a friendly, competitive music podcast where Will and I both choose albums. And we connect uh, from our album to the other person's album using songs and tangential references.
0: Kevin Bacon style. There's no more to be said, but... We can award each other points, but the points don't matter. Whose Line Is It Anyway style, and you can listen along you can vote on who you think won the episode by going to ctc pod and responding to the twitter poll that comes up and hey if you want to suggest a theme like today is the shower episode you can email us at connectingtheclassics at gmail.com and if we select your theme we'll venmo you or cash app you one dollar and there's nothing more you need all right and there's nothing more you need so let's get into a little jj kale and talk about what albums we picked Um, for this episode. So Lee, what did you pick for the shower episode?
1: So I had a little trouble with this one. Your uh, album kind of came to mind pretty quickly. I decided ultimately a a shower album just needs to be an album that you can put on and you don't need to change songs. Uh, You know, I like that. shower. Um, So I had actually just watched um, Summer of Soul. And so Sly and the Family Stone was kind of on my mind. And uh, this is one of my ultimate favorite all-time albums and definitely my favorite album by F- Sly and Family Stone. Uh, the album is There's a Riot going on. Um, I definitely feel like through research and watching Summer of Soul, my like context on the album changed a lot. Um, I, you've seen Summer of Soul, correct?
0: I haven't seen it yet, but I want to check it out. Quest Definitely check it out.
1: I'll just quickly summarize that when Sly and Family Stone performs, they kind of make this point that like, you know they're from the Bay Area so there's these like West Coast hippies coming from you know the Mecca of the hippie movement in like San Francisco and they're performing in Harlem and everyone was just thinking like they're on the forefront of this like s- psychedelic soul movement uh, they had like mixed black and white band members and uh, you know I just remember the interviewees were commenting on how they like to change their conception of what black performers could look like because you know up to that point it was You know Motown where everyone was super buttoned up. They wore ties and suits and stuff. So anyways that's kind of like my conception of uh, of Sly and Family Stone and then this album is kind of um, a Movement away from that and this sort of has a a darker tone a little more disillusionment with the uh, hippie movement So we can get more into it when we talk about uh, my song. But that's just kind of the background of uh, There's a Riot going on is, um, you know, it's 71. So, you know, the hippie movement is starting to wane and Black Power movement and Black Panther uh, race relations are starting to get more fraught. So,
0: yeah, uh, I like the album a lot. And uh, also, I just, you know, like. A lot of um, hip hop as it moves on into the 90s and 2000s and stuff sampled Sly and the Family Stone. And it's kind of got those like classic drums and stuff and like nice grooves. So I never actually listened that much to the source material. So
1: I enjoyed listening to the album. It's got some good songs. That's great. I'm glad you liked it. Um, I also really liked yours. So I will be, uh, I'll admit to our listeners and to you, I've never really listened to Wilco.
0: Okay, so yeah, I'll go into my album, which was Wilco, A Ghost Is Born, which is Wilco's second album. Just to give the quick backstory on Wilco, they started in Belleville, Illinois, southern Illinois town, kind of near um, St. Louis, as Uncle Tupelo. And that was Jeff Tweedy and Jay Farrar, however you say his name. Uh huh. And they were basically like an early kind of like alt definitely alt country and also kind of rockbilly like check out Uncle Tupelo No Depression great album let me run back this JJ Cale while I talk talk this out so anyways that band split up in 1993 and there was always kind of some tension between you know the two kind of frontman type energies of Jeff Tweedy and Jay Farrar uh-huh um, so Farrar started Sunvolt and then Jeff Tweedy started Wilco lived in chicago 1996 they put out their first album being there 1999 they put out summer teeth and they're kind of like they went from alt country then like you kind of said it's a rock this album is a rock album because in 2002 they put out yankee hotel foxtrot which was like pitchfork was in chicago coming up at the time like the indie rock movement yeah and that yankee hotel foxtrot was like a 10.0 album on pitchfork Oh wow. So it okay. definitely became like this like huge album. Wilco became, you know, the big Chicago band. Alt Country was kind of having this moment, but also becoming more mainstream. I think I said on the podcast before, but six years later, uh Obama, when he was the presidential candidate, was like rumored that he was gonna come out at Lollapalooza when Wilco performed in Chicago. So that's getting the time. It? No, he didn't because Rage Against the Machine was playing on the other end. And it was like, that was the rumor is that it was considered like a bad political look to be this rock star president, you know? Yeah. Anyways, to tell the quick, catch you up to this album. After Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, Wilco got dropped from their record label, Reprise Records, um, because they didn't like the album, even though it became this huge hit or like cult classic kind of thing. And... Mm -hmm. They basically put the album online and then they sold it back to another record label that's also owned, was owned by um, Time Warner. So they basically sold the album to the same record label twice, which is like the legend of the album. So getting up to this album, A Ghost is Born, it's kind of like the follow-up that will never be as good as the classic. You know what I mean?
1: Really? Do you view it as such?
0: Well, for me, it also came out at a time when I was like, I was, I guess, 14, 13, and really getting into Wilco and I remember we had a boom box in our bathroom and me and my brother would like swap out putting CDs in the boom box nice to listen to and I learned this from my brother that the best shower song the perfect shower song well first of all let me ask you how long is your ideal shower length
1: 15 minutes
0: Wow I was expecting you to be environmentally conscious and be like three minutes Let's launch into it. Track three from A Ghost is Born, and I'll talk over it. Spiders, Kid Smoke. Nice.
1: No, I, I really enjoy long, hot showers. Me too.
0: So my brother passed me this wisdom. This song is 10 minutes and 42 seconds, which I always give you grief for picking long songs but (laughs) we're locked in here we're showering so get in the bathroom you pop the cd in so normally i pop the cd in the first two tracks at least that's what she said you at least that's what you said and then hell is chrome those are like you know brush your teeth take a shit yeah yeah kind of just get it take off your clothes and then as soon as this song comes on you get that water going get it flowing
1: So I don't know about you, but when I heard this track, I immediately thought of Motorik Beat, which we've talked about before with like Noy and those German
0: musicians. So I was going to bring that up. Pretty much every review of this album from the time brings up how this is
1: their crowd rock uh, robot pop song. So maybe I was able to appreciate the album more, but I felt there was a lot of nods to other genres.
0: yankee hotel foxtrot was kind of a success Tweedy started getting these migraines and having panic attacks and so he went to the doctor and they prescribed a vicodin and he essentially got hooked on vicodin checked into rehab so this album kind of corresponded with that too great song in the album is Theologians. Especially at the time I was listening to it, it's like the lyrics are, Theologians, they don't know nothing about my soul. And as I've gone through this journey of life, I've realized that if I have any religion, it's showering. Nice. I'll give you 10 points for that. Because showering is, you know, it's a meditative experience. Kind of like this song, just locked into a groove. Like right now, you're you're rubbing the soap on you somehow <laughs> you got maybe some ideas coming in taking a shower is like free jazz you know it's never this do you have a routine or do you switch it up
1: no routine I, ha- I do like cold showers though in the summer which you know you've heard me rant about but I think they're a great for a way to reset you're it's a little
0: psychotic, but when I didn't have hot water and I had to take a cold shower, it does wake you up.
1: Yeah, I do it usually after I've done like a swim, so I'm usually like, like core temp is already up. Great build up here.
0: A lot of guitar jams on this album.
1: So do you rank this or Yankee Hotel Foxtrot as the better album? I think Yankee Hotel Foxtrot's
0: better, but I still like this album at the time when it came out. and still like it. All right, I'm going to
1: have to go and listen to that then. I actually, I really enjoyed this. You know, Wilco's been so built up over the years. That so I was right now you got your shampoo
0: like going. You're rocking out in the shower. It just gets you pumped up for the day. You know, you were locked into that meditation. Groove switches up but still repetitive. What were you saying? I had to make
1: sure people heard the breakdown. I was just saying that I need to check out the other album. I thought this was pretty good. You know, despite them being kind of built up, you know, with me entering my first
0: listen. Well, I feel like they kind of became a cold play type band in a sense where it's easy to shit on them, but great band.
1: I was also looking up like what was the other contemporary hits of 2004 and so I could just see why people were excited for this album. What were they? It's things like Usher and Nelly and Snoop Dogg, just not in a lot of great rock. It's like Sheryl Crow.
0: Rune 5. I remember seeing this, or seeing Wilco perform live, and they basically played all the songs from this album back in Champaign, Illinois, Five Points. <laughs> so right now you're just rubbing the conditioner in your hair, just spazzing out. And then what I used to do when I would take a shower, like before school, is we had kind of like a skinny shower, I guess, like pretty much only room for like one person, but so I would just lean up against, put my arm up against the wall and lean my head into it and just fall asleep. Uh.
1: You made a comment like you would normally be showering with another person. Well, I mean, usually you can physically fit two people in a shower. I know, I'm, just shower.
0: Teasing, I'm teasing you. Yeah. But we're not going to go through the whole shower right now. It's been seven minutes. I'm going to start fading this out
1: and pass it back to Sly and the Family Stone. So I was reading that... Jeff Tweedy did some of these guitar solos, right? I think so, yeah. That was kind of a departure that he wanted to take over more of the guitar playing. I'd believe that. And so I feel like they're like not technically very good guitar solos, but they're like pretty uh, moody. Um, all right, we want to fade it.
0: There's also, you might appreciate the synths on this album.
1: Yeah, the scents and just the moods in general were pretty uh, good. I uh, put put on the album and I've cleaned my bathroom. Nice. So not, not technically showering, but cleaning the bathroom itself.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like showering, and you know, it's a cleansing. You're cleaning yourself. Yeah. So you got the meditation, and then sometimes too, you know, like when this riff comes on, you can just getting ready for the day, getting in the right mood. So do you prefer to shower with music or with nothing in the background? Because there's something to say too about just... I think shower showers are enhanced by music, but they don't... Like the music, for me at least, doesn't take away from the, experience, the meditative experience. And also I should note that showers are luxurious and... We're lucky to be able to shower, you know? It's a privilege to be able to shower. Modern plumbing. But if you got the privilege, you got a house with hot water, then you might as well shower and put on some Wilco. All right, let's finish it at this point. Down. So in Chuck Klosterman's spin review in 2004, or his interview with Jeff Tweedy, which is kind of an interesting read because he interviews him in his house and says, like, it's chaotic and he's, like, says he has a headache, so they have to move to a different location. He's, like, smoking cigarettes while his kids are screaming and running around. Jeez. Which Jeff Tweedy then eventually started a band with one of his kids. I forget what it's called, but check it out. I think it's just called Tweedy. But Chuck Klosterman says... The album has Krautrock drumming influence and techno keyboard. (laughs) Ten points to my brother, Tyler Hagel, for telling me about this song being the perfect shower song. Nice. Because I feel like it did kind of guide me. So like at this point, you know, I'd be coming to terms with I only have one minute left in the shower. I'm just standing there at this point. I'm fully clean.
1: I remember I used to um, record songs off the radio on like cassette and then play them
0: in my shower. Yeah, I listened to a lot of burnt CDs in the shower too. But I feel like laptop speakers aren't good enough now, so it's like sometimes I'll play music off my laptop, get in the shower, and then the water just completely drowns it
1: out. Yeah. Or cell phones, pointless.
0: Yeah. And I know they make like shower speakers and stuff like that. Or I got to put a boombox in the shower, in the bathroom.
1: Yeah, I remember that. as, As we
0: fade this out and pass it back, just the other thought is, you know, like I feel like showering and music are closely related and have been for... Probably since ancient times, you know, people like humming along songs as they're dumping water over their heads. Yeah. Or like a baby in a bath, you know, you sing to him, Rubber Ducky.
1: Ooh, that's a great transition. Because we'll be weaving uh, webs. We're weaving webs here. So you just mentioned babies. I had the uh, same thought. You probably thought. picked the
0: same song that I picked. Oh, uh, is this your connection? Yeah, but that's all right. We're weaving webs. Right. we are we'll play them. a different one at the end.
1: So, Sly in the Family Stone, this is one of the first songs that really got me hooked on the album itself. Um, like we were saying before, I feel like what I liked about it is it's just some great, like, funk grooves. Um, not as intense as, as some of his earlier albums, which makes it great for showering. So, let's launch into Slide and the Family Stone, Just Like a Baby. As I was saying before, with this album, you know, after reading more about it, you kind of hear uh, the cynicism that, you know, his earlier music didn't have. Um, Online was saying a departure from optimistic, psychedelic soul of the 60s, which I think totally encapsulates this album. Uh, 1971, it's like, you know, you've had a decade of pushing for civil rights and not much progress or you know still still horrible things are happening in the black community so there's sort of this disillusionment with the like 60s counterculture peace love hippie movement Yeah, and I think the reference, you know, there's a riot going on is a perfect example how, you know, eventually the black community just result, you know, just goes to riots because there's no other way to to make their uh, grievances heard. So how big is
0: this band? And there were, you said there were white people mixed in or different?
1: So that's the other element I read is that, you know, he got a lot of pressure from the black power movement sort of you know be more militaristic and in line with their uh, you know values and I think it created a lot of tension with the drummer who was white and the saxophonist who was also white uh, and the drummer actually leaves during the middle of this album it leaves the band Oh wow. Um, then I also read that there's just like bigger drug use with Sly and his some of the band members and he just he just kind of slowly unraveling which really sets a darker tone to this music that I didn't know on the first listen but just as far as pure funk it's still just an incredible piece of art cause didn't Sly Stone end up being like homeless and stuff I remember he
0: performed at Coachella and he was kind of a
1: weird yeah and he's kind of one of those people that's like just a brilliant you know he, he was amazing even as a young kid You also may have noticed there's like drum machine sounds on this, which is 1971, it's pretty early for that, uh, for like funk music at least. I wonder if that's partly due to the drummer leaving.
0: The inverse energy of Spiders. Definitely. But still just kind of locked into a groove, just at a different tempo and different mood. Hey, I'll give us both uh, three points for picking the same song.
1: (laughs) All right, I'll pass it.
0: All right, passing it back. We go back and forth on connecting the classics. We're just getting started. We're already weaving webs. We're already connecting classics. We've heard from Wilco, A Ghost is Born, Sly and the Family Stone, There's a Riot Going On. And I forgot to mention on the song that I picked, which is called Spiders, you know, reminds me of another song, the itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. Another classic song that you might sing to a baby, just like Uh a baby. But my connection here... As I mentioned, Jeff Tweedy was having panic attacks and migraines, went to rehab for Vicodin use. You might say he was going psycho. And some might say he was going psycho on the guitar solos. So we're stopping in at the infamous shower scene from Psycho Nice to hear the soundtrack by Bernard Herrmann. who also did soundtracks with Alfred Hitchcock a lot, like North by Northwest, Vertigo. He did the soundtrack for Citizen Kane. The score only uses the string section of the orchestra. So right now the Norma is, or I forget what her name is, but the mother is in the shower scrubbing down in black and white. The song, the composition is called The Murder.
1: Great example of how vulnerable you are in a shower, right?
0: Just and this, like a baby. I feel like, terrified people for generations because, as we're seeing on the screen, a dark figure opens the door and is approaching the shower curtain. Hitchcock originally wanted the shower scene to have no music at all, but then after he saw the this part, he liked it so much that he doubled the composer's pay. Wow and so right now the Talk about Norman Bates is stabbing his mom so people have counted 78 shots and 52 cuts in the shower scene which was an anomaly because you know in normal film or film of this era you know it would just be like the long slow shots kind of similar to a play so this was like kind of started the rapid-fire editing of horror and then also the soundtrack. It's like screeching violins, repeating a section over and over again. The song we heard, and especially that part that's like, do doo, doo. it's an example of ostinato.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know about that? Yeah, Italian word Ta- for uh, stab. For stubborn. No, I'm just kidding. for stab yeah so italian word for stubborn according to wikipedia it's a phrase that persistently repeats in the same musical voice nice also known as a riff or a vamp so i thought it fit in also with spiders and even with the sly and the family stone stuff like in a groove you know yeah yeah but kind of a different different example of it. And then like the Jaws theme song was kind of inspired by this. And I feel like you hear it across movie history.
1: Yeah. Wow, well, iconic.
0: And I'll pass it back. So now the shower is just running while she's dead. I've never actually seen Psycho, but even just knowing what Psycho is about, and I feel like I heard it from my parents and stuff like, oh yeah, yeah. there's like, this movie about the guy who kills his mother and then lives with her skeleton and like takes on her personality
1: yeah classic shower scene and that made me scared uh, to shower <laughs> i'll give you uh 15 points for that uh almost hey, went thanks. with home alone shower scene Other classic
0: oh that would have been good
1: um but going back to Sly the family stone i had mentioned you know there was tensions within the band um, another person who Sly was kind of riffing with was the bass player who's legendary, uh, Larry Graham, who I don't know. You know much about him, but uh, they were starting to, to clash as well. And I think I the next album was his uh, last album with Larry Graham. Uh, Larry Graham left and went on to form a band called Graham Central Station. Um, so, you know, when I'm thinking about... I was actually
0: like when you were saying that Graham left to form another band, I was thinking like Graham Crackers and then yeah. it actually <laughs> Graham was a Central on his Station.
1: yeah <laughs> uh, launching into a key component of the shower is you gotta wash your hair mmm
0: fuck you, bass here we go and we'll be weaving that web
1: Real famous for these like thumping bass lines, basically invented this style. Also the uncle to Aubrey Graham.
0: Wait, Drake's uncle?
1: A.K.A. Drake, yeah. Wow.
0: I'll
1: give you hundred points for that. Another guy obsessed with his hair.
2: I'll
1: give me another five. I read online that Drake has a horizontal shower. What is that? Even <laughs> mean? And how many so people goes- can you fit in that? <laughs> he lays down, and then, like a car wash, these like shower sprayers go up and down his body. That's amazing. It's like a bath shower. <laughs> how many times a week do you wash your hair? You know what? I stopped washing my hair, and it was revolutionary for me. Yeah, you only have—you don't wash it ever, ever. I realized I lost like chronically drying out my hair because I was washing too much. I've definitely washed it too
0: much, because I like to get the shampoo on it, and then just let the shampoo like come under my face a little, get the little scent on
2: there. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Are you washcloth or bare hands or loofah or soap? <laughs> I'm unfortunately the white stereotype of bare hands. Yeah, me
0: too. Although I did use a, wa- a washcloth growing up. But you I know
1: what? I My problem spider. is if
0: I use a washcloth, I don't change it enough. I got a loofah. And yeah, that's the thing. It lasts for a while. And then you start to think like, this has been like in my ass.
1: Yeah. So I feel like part of why he probably left is he wanted to just keep doing this sound and I think Sly was looking to kind of depart for experiment. So is this kind of same. more
0: similar to the earlier Sly and the Family Stone, like upbeat totally. compared to There's right, going on? I wonder how the money was structured for these bands, because on the cover here there's like 10 people again, like Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. But I guess some people would probably consider like supporting musicians. I could definitely shower this though.
1: So Wiki says that um, Larry Graham is actually from Oakland. Ooh! So he's washing that Oakland booty. I was looking it up online, and it said that, you know, back in the day, Grand Central Station used to have, like, showers and these, like, what it described as was, like, blow dryers for your pants in case you wanted to, like, freshen up after a long journey on the train. Oh, one other note about slime family stone that I remember they mentioned was that not only did they have black and white members, they also had female members which was, mm. you know, revolutionary for funk music. They had a female trumpeter.
0: Give you 10 points for that.
1: All right, passing it.
0: Great song, definitely adding that to my shower playlist. Um, but passing it back. We left off with the psycho shower scene song called The Murder And we're weaving so many webs here because, you know, Alfred Hitchcock, when he died, he was cremated and he had his ashes scattered in the Pacific Ocean, which some might say is the continuous bath or shower for all the animals living there. And, you know, in the Pacific Ocean, it might have washed up ashore, where Sly and the Family Stone and Larry Graham was washing that Oakland booty, might have washed up in the (laughs) Bay Area. Because, you know, you got to wash your hair. And like you mentioned with Larry Graham, you got to wash your ass if you must. Artist from the Bay Area, from Oakland, Del the Funky, Ho- <laughs> Del the funky <laughs> Homo Sapien, if you must.
1: If you must. Song okay, what is your name?
2: Del the Funky Homo Sapien
1: track 2 from
0: and the 2000 the name album both sides of the brain
2: the name of my song is
0: we In all know you it from Bus. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater it's about Tony Hawk's Fox. Pro Skater Melody. 3 soundtrack wow it's
2: important to practice good hygiene points. At least if you want to run with my team I'm about to get into some shit that I've seen This fool's breath, on am so bad, don't melt your ice cream They say don't say nothing if you can't say nice things Sitting too close to him my board like my ice sting I tried to be subtle Hand him a stick of gum I was a victim of breath on hum. His yap about what sent he from. Got a oh, song about people who he smelled it down. His teeth was brown. It's cruciating, foreign. It was a new sensation. I had to ask the
0: doctor to pass the cell. such a great he voice. He had yeah. bathrooms in the bus station. Also from Oakland. Bathrooms home, in the bus station. Like Grand Central Station. Amazing. Wow.
2: Tobio oh, He didn't know. Used to the fragrance. Just as the days went without babing. He felt manly and like I like a maiden. He had one. And people
0: also Dell is Ice Cube's cousin Which I didn't realize guy, tongue,
1: That's crazy so guys take cue from this Just like Aubrey Graham you And you got Graham. Larry Graham Yeah. Gotta wash your hair
2: Oh
1: my god so good
2: Gotta
0: wash your ass Don't forget So, this little sample right here. To, 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 to Wash
2: Up, now need
0: total to up. taken from Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick's Lottie Dottie, which, each other, and according to Who Sampled, is the both most, both most sampled both song both like all like of all time. Wow, really?
1: He definitely talks about showering in that song. Yeah. He's like, put some soap on or whatever.
0: Yeah.
2: I go so deep on your ass, you'll be submerged Like you need to do in water, cause you smell like a turd Wanna cap, get some courage, your feet smell lurid Go look it up, and while you at it Get a cup and
1: squeeze the sweat out your sweatshirt And drink it or gargle You get our vote for most stinkiest That nigga
2: started thinking the shit Said I was
0: frail, I, I said wonder he why
1: he wrote this song
0: I know, I mean it's just I feel like, I mean it's one of his biggest hits But it's also just a great example Of like, Del the Funky Homo Sapien Just such a weird dude but oh, also just feels such like
1: a great rapper. Feels like in the vein of like a Sesame Street song, of a what? Right. Of like a Sesame Street song, of like educational. Man, we're locked
0: in. We'll be we'll be talking about Sesame Street later. Wow, weaving webs.
2: But yeah, I feel like
0: he's just such a great rapper. You know as well as hieroglyphics from Oakland, which he was a part of, and kind of just like the West Coast alternative hip-hop, underground hip-hop of the 90s, where it's like, yeah, he's just talking about this like ridiculous thing, and I feel like that appealed to a lot of people. And then especially like the crossover with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, and just like skateboarding and hip-hop and hieroglyphics is a part of that.
1: Passing it back. Nice. Uh, quickly, you know, I was looking up the lyrics to Lottie Dottie. He says, uh, for all y'all, keeping y'all in health just to see you smile and enjoy yourself because it's cool when you ca- cause a cozy condition. Uh, so then I washed off the soap and brushed the gold teeth. Used oil ole because my skin gets pale. Then I got the flies from my fingernails. Got the files. Anyways. I'm going to give you plus seven for...
0: <sighs> Reading that minus, f- minus <laughs> but minus 17 for the delivery. Yeah, that was pretty
1: bad. But um, keeping us on theme here, that was like a, an Inception connection where you had a shower song inside of a shower song. Um, but last we were talking about Grand Central And you central had points station. inside
0: of points on that. <laughs> so Graham Central Station...
1: Be? Thinking about New York, which made me think of New York's number one bath song, which is by the king of New York himself, Mr. Bobby Darren. This is Splish Splash. Mr. Bobby Darren, Mr. Bob, Bobby Darren. <laughs> oh my God. Splish
3: Splash, I was taking a bath long about a Saturday night. Yeah. Up, just relaxing in the
1: I'll admit, I also love a good bath.
0: Yeah, and we called it the shower episode, but maybe we should have called it the bathing episode because I feel like baths and showers go hand in hand.
1: So this song came about because a famous New York DJ uh, dared uh, Bobby Darren that he couldn't write a song and started with Splish Splash." I was taking a bath. <laughs> so this is an original composition. Yeah, yeah. And this is his first successful single. He's, he's only 22 at the time. Wow. And the B-side of this single was, would have been a great connection for the Moods episode. It was Judy, Don't Be Moody. Ooh. And Bobby's friends was like, Hey, Bobby, I'm daring you to start a song
0: with Splish Splash. <laughs> Splish Splash.
1: So, Bobby Darren, born in 1936 in East Harlem. I was reading this crazy backstory. His mom gave birth to him at 17 and because it was so controversial, she decided that her and her mom would pretend that he was her little brother and then his grandparents would raise him as if that was mm. their kid. I think that's pretty They waited common. till he was 32 to tell him the truth. Wow. And it just devastated him. So he had no idea at this point. No idea. He doesn't know. Like, imagine if next year you, you were told that your yeah. sister was your mom. And he's just like,
0: splish a splash.
1: <laughs> he <laughs> ends up dying innocent. a couple years later Damn. Um, through some health complications. Ooh, so he died at 37. Ooh, effect at the end. Um, yeah, crazy backstory. Real name, Walden Robert Casoto. Watching into Bobby Jim Karen.
0: Morrison, who died in a bathtub of his own vomit. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but I didn't. <laughs> I just grim. thought of that right now.
1: Um, all right, I'll pass it off.
0: Or Whitney Houston, I think. Didn't she die in a bathtub?
1: Yeah, I looked at both and I was like, oh, this is just too grim. I can't be talking about death in bathtubs.
0: Yeah, but I mean, we went psycho, so at least that's fictional. But it happened. Yeah,
1: it's it's pretty astounding the amount of people who've died in bathrooms. You got Elvis as well. Died on yeah, the he died on the toilet, right? Um, all right, I'll pass it off.
0: Okay, so we left off with Delta Funky Homo Sapien, If You Must. That song is all about showering, the importance of practicing good hygiene. But as I was saying, I feel like when you're in the shower, you know, it goes back, the reverb is great in the shower. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's something like, because people will always sing to themselves in the shower and it sounds better, right? You probably know yeah, some of definitely. the background of that. So anyways going back to the pacific ocean outside the bay area you know you might find some fish in there you might smell like fish you might smell like grouper you might need some reverb you might need some heavy water launching into grouper heavy water slash i'd rather be sleeping wow this is what we get instead of led zeppelin when the levee breaks another example of reverb, because John Bottom recorded it in a s- giant stairwell, the drums. Because sometimes you gotta, just gotta wake up and shower, even though you'd rather be sleeping. True.
1: is also Portland right I'd believe that so the way I I learned it's It's a bay Bay area
0: area. yeah keeping it keeping it in the bay this song is about quote how i'd rather drown in the ocean than live in the real world without the freedom and the emotion that can be felt in dreams in the internal world because then at least it would be nearly as intense which now that i read that doesn't make as much sense but before that she's talking <coughs> about how she wants to like embrace negativity and stuff too and like the bad parts of life yeah so acknowledging the beauty of the good and the bad and a shower gives you a place to do that on your life, totally but also ritualistically washing away your sins, getting ready for the
1: day. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like movies use that a lot. Like, after something traumatic happens, their characters will be in the shower.
0: Yeah, and since I didn't want to play any shoe gaze, I gave you the grouper for the reverb. Just a nice. quick shout out to bathrooms
1: and shower and reverb. But let me revert back to you, give you 30 points. That's a great, um call out for showers. I feel like musicians oftentimes will record in the bathroom, you know, if they're doing like a home demo where they want that reverb sound. All right. We left off. We were splishing and splashing, taking a bath. Um, what happens when you take a bath?
0: Well, you asking me,
1: yeah, uh, usually yeah. you die of
0: a drug overdose in your own vomit.
1: Yeah, that's pretty close. Um, but in Chumbawamba's case, it's drip drip goes the water. Launching into Chumbawamba. Nice.
0: Tub thumping would even work here. Yes, sir.
1: But oh, we'll get to there. All chumbawamba from here on out. <laughs> Going on a hey, run. <laughs> <sleep
4: and cry. laughs> Foot brown your
2: knees. Down a dark streets in
0: other they're kind of similar to China Dell in that they're really good at what they do, but also kind of goofy, absurdist.
1: So I did a little bit, I looked up a little bit about them, because I I was very curious, like outside of Tub Company, I didn't really know much about the band. But they're like a, at least they set out to in the 80s, to be like an anarchy, communism punk drip, drip, band. Drip, drip, mm-hmm. band that were like huge animal rights activists and pacifists. That yeah, Chumbawamba's one was great. Chum, chum, chum. Chum, chum. Chum, chum. And so this song is just laden with like a subtext about capitalism. They got a lot of criticism because, you know, they signed to EMI Universal for this Tubbs Thumper album. And so a lot of their older fans accused them of selling out. But I thought they had a great sort of quote and response, which was like, we didn't even sign to EMM, EMI because uh, we were trying to like, if you can't beat them, join them. But that they felt like all record labels were inherently capitalistic and, you know, motivated by profit. And so their idea was that EMI was at least offering them a larger platform and an ability to control, you know, have autonomy over their
0: music. Typical sellout justification.
1: <laughs> So another fun fact I read was, you know, you see the baby face, the weird baby mouth that's on the cover. I guess that's a reference to one of their earlier albums. Um, this album came out in 97. This other one was 94. And uh, the album in 94 had a basically a baby's head coming out of a vagina as the cover. And it was called Anarchy. And so it, the graphic cover was like banned in a bunch of record stores and iTunes made them change the art. Wow. So this is kind of a reference to their anarchist roots.
0: It's crazy how big they became too with that as their
1: backstory. Yeah, with the one hit wonder. You're sitting in the bath and you're just like relaxing and you're hearing that drip, drip, drip. Do you know what a tub thumper is? No. So I guess it's someone who stands on a soapbox on the street corner and shouts, what's wrong with the world? Mm. All right, slathering it back. Slathering it on, getting
0: ready to wash away, coming into home stretch here.
1: Hey, it's like a little outro. I like this. Get this guy out
0: of the way. Hey! Hey! Excuse me?
1: Can you move, please? Whoever you are, she's wearing a tie. It doesn't mean to say you're bloody important. Chumba included on the 1998 FIFA soundtrack. Weaving
0: video game soundtrack webs.
1: All right, passing back.
0: All right, passing it back. We left off on my side of the connections of the connecting the classics, Kevin Bacon style, weaving webs with Grouper. I'd rather be sleeping slash heavy water. And, you know, that song has so much reverb on it. You can't really tell what she's saying. You kind of have to hum along. Uh... And what do you do if you can't hum along, then you sing along. If you can't sing along, then you hum along. Launching into KMD Hum Rush, which samples Burt and Ernie from Sesame Whoa. Street, which is not the Rubber Ducky song. Although, before we launch into this, I do feel like that song in particular, Rubber Ducky, You're the One, Bert and Ernie, that song is definitely like, I actually don't know I don't have kids and I don't remember when I was a kid but my theory is that when you sing that song to a kid they're way more likely to have like a fun time in the bath or even just like playing along with toys in the bath and stuff like that which me- leads me to believe that music and bathing are closely related
1: totally it's funny you mentioned that I thought about that as a connection because it's actually the highest billboard like charted Sesame Street song it oh wow so at that really was 16. a hit yeah, it peaked at number 16 on Billboard Top 100 in 1970.
0: So in the 70s, too, probably, like, I don't know if baths were becoming more popular. Or no, people were bathing long before that. But yeah, whatever. yeah. Launching a KMD humrush. rush. Bert, is that you? Oh, an
2: empty place. Oh, I love it. A perfect place to practice the exciting sight of humming. Nice. Hum along if you can't sing along, hum
1: along. Hum
2: along if you can't sing alone, you hum Hum along if you can't sing along hum along. Yeah, hum along with Zeb
4: Love X.
0: So Z Love X eventually becomes MF2.
4: Coming and drum is humming birds with Saying, so we much plus right. so
1: with his brother.
4: Such, I this mic
0: yeah, to like this is Zeb Love X and Sub Rock, his brother. I'm pretty sure they both worked on the songs, but in the stories I've read, I think it was Doom who kind of sampled the Sesame Street album and put it together, and it kind of blew people's minds at the time.
3: Name ain't my name, cause X ain't permission. And this is 1991. So yo, zip your lip. ZL be ripping. Out will whip. No, no, no.
2: Shake your hip or your rump. Forget about what I'm saying. Pump your fist to your drum and hum along if you can't sing along. Hum along. Hum along if you can't sing along. Hum along. Hum along if you can't sing along. Hum along. I'm with the don't kid have sworn I was a what? A Penn Station penny beggar. I got some more songs than your neighborhood Legger swinging hard like a forty deuce corner hooker, cuter than booker, a real good looker. Yeah, a brown man is getting down, and this the sound, then you'll check it out. So what's the sound man? I'm just the arm beats, beach kicker, kicking lingo took up my pate. If rap
0: a sucker, I'll be picked. I feel like it's another example too of so Austin Tato. The little riffs going. Although I don't know if Austin is supposed to be. Just like shorter, or it's just anything that's kind of repetitive.
1: Well, I was thinking of staccato, which that is, I think, stabs. So yeah, Winter means stubborn.
0: Stubborn. It's just like a repeating riff, which is like most of modern music, especially hip hop. <laughs>
3: but it's just
1: hilarious, the Burt and Ernie's voice.
3: Yeah, it's so
1: I good. So I'm thinking ostentato just means it's the same note.
0: Continually repeated musical phrase or rhythm. Persistently repeats in the same musical voice, frequently in the same pitch. Passing it back.
1: Wow, awesome, awesome connection here. We're getting clean. That was a clean selection there from KMD. So we left off with Wumba. drip, 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 goes the water. Um, as you alluded to, that was a tub thumper. So now I think it's time we bang a gong for our sound bath. Ooh. Launching into T-Rex, bang a gong, nice. get it on.
0: Be hard for a T-Rex to shower. <laughs> I thought about it. Watch their hands.
1: And sweet, and take a shower.
0: (laughs) Give you 100 points for that. Okay, so I definitely know the band T Rex, and I definitely know this song, but I don't think I ever put it together.
1: what together? Like who they are?
0: Yeah, that like this is T-Rex.
1: Yeah, so T-Rex is kind of famous. You know, the lead guy is Mark Bolin. Um, Kind of one of those musical geniuses who doesn't get as much credit as he probably should. Um, Kind of the pioneer of glam rock, which is, you know, early 70s. This album, I think, is 71. Um, Coming out of like psychedelic and art rock scenes of the 60s, late 60s. Uh, he was known for wearing like glitter and satins and, and was like playing around with the idea of androgyny. He had long hair. To give you reference, David Bowie later in 71. So Bang-a-Gong comes out in I think like summer of 71. David Bowie a couple of months later announces his Ziggy Stardust persona and kind of enters that phase of, of kind of you know using glam rock and these concepts. Right. But if you go before Glam Rock, you know, I looked up and that this song was actually inspired by Chuck Berry's Little Queenie. So you definitely hear that Chuck Berry sound. That Especially Austin with the guitars. The, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Saxophones are played by Ian McDonald of King Crimson. That to me sounds very Chuck Berry. also a little homage to the song. I guess he was originally just going to do a cover of Little Queenie and decided to just write his own song. But he says, uh, for a meanwhile, I'm still thinking, which is a reference to a lyric where he says, meanwhile, I was thinking at the beginning of every chorus for Little Queenie.
0: I like those little references. You got to piece together, tangential references.
1: So gongs just like crystal bowls are oftentimes used in meditation. The idea of like a sound bath is that, you know, you get immersed in the harmonics and vibrations and it allows you to kinda of cleanse your mind.
0: You've been showering while listening this whole time. Hour, shower, shower hour, shower
1: hour. Alright, I'll pass it back
0: Alright, we left off at KMD Humrush and sampling Burt and Ernie from Sesame Street which I was gonna use to go into you know, teaching your kids teaching your babies just like a baby but we already heard that song but you know, teaching kids to bath to bathe it's a family affair launching into nice. find this the family stone it's a family affair, I gotta play it <laughs> This is probably the biggest hit from the album, right?
1: Yeah, I think at the time. It's a, it's a family affair It's a family
4: affair It's a family affair One child grows up to be Somebody that just loves to learn and I the child grows up to be somebody you just loved, burner.
1: Do you feel like you were a child who just loved the world? mom word? loves
4: the both of them. You see, it's in the blood. Both kids no. are good and bomb. <laughs> Blood's thicker than the mud. It's a family affair. family affair affair.
0: I recommend not making showers a family affair (laughs)
1: luckily you only had a one person shower yeah
4: Checking each other out. Hey, nobody wants to blow. Nobody wants to be left out. Uh-huh. You can't leave because your heart is there. But you can't stay because you've been somewhere
1: else. You can't cry because you look broke down. But
0: you talk about it it the
1: nick. Oh, oh, that a <laughs> I've a great it's podcast. <laughs> Embracing the negativity. He's just talking about you just, all you can do is cry and be upset about your situation. Can't do anything to change it. But also,
0: when you're in the shower, you know, there's nothing to be negative about. If you have hot water, clean plumbing flowing down your back, and you're putting soap on your body to rinse the filth off. That's probably one of the most positive moments. You don't have your phone to look at.
1: Wow. How long until people start bringing their phones into showers? I'm sure some do. It's already in the bathroom. It's on the
0: sink waiting for me to look at it the moment I get out before I dry (laughs) off.
1: Talk about a detox.
0: Yep. All right. Passing it back over.
1: Taking us home. Going to close us out take us uh, home alt country roads so my uh, connection here we we're talking about t-rex who that was to me felt like another influence on this album you know we had mentioned the homage to krautrock motoric beat I also thought there was an homage to glam rock and t-rex I was doing a little digging a little research so do you know loose furs have you heard of this no supergroup no uh, so back in 2000 uh, Noise Pop, which I think is a Chicago festival, right? Don't know. Uh, Noise Pop asked Jeff Tweedy to play, and said he could ask. They would help him, you know, collaborate with whoever he wanted to um, for the festival. He said he would like to work with Jim O'Rourke, who's like frequent producer and collaborator with Sonic Youth, among a bunch of other bands.
0: And actually, um, Beto O'Rourke's uncle.
1: D- no. Uh, Really? No. Okay. Minus Um, one. So he he tells, he asked uh, Jim O'Rourke to come over to his apartment. Actually, no, he goes to O'Rourke's apartment. um, And they just spent the whole night listening to records by T Rex, Phil Nyblock, and Roy Harper. Um, And then later that night, they basically wrote a bunch of songs. And um, the next day, they went to do a practice session. O'Rourke invites Glenn. Kochsky, Kochsky, oh, aka yeah. the the d- guy who would go on to be the permanent drummer for Wilco. So for me, this was seemed like one of those moments that was basically created the version of Wilco that we saw on A Ghost Is Born. A Ghost Is Born was produced by Jim O'Rourke. The drummer Ooh. was Glenn Kotchke. How do we say it? I'm I'm butchering that. Anyways, four years later, and so the song to me that was definitely reminded me of T-Rex was handshake drugs nice closing us I out here we song. go this was probably my favorite hit of the of the album
0: you know ties in nicely with the nice bass groove right there totally and also with Jeff Tweedy's Viking addiction Chewing gum ties in
3: the do inside I love what a left I was looking for you. Sax of phones started blowing me down. I was buried in sound and taxi cabs are driving me around to the hands, shake drugs. I bought that
1: shake drugs.
3: I town. You were translating fully, felt like a clown. I looked like someone I used to know. I felt all right.
1: So the group was called I Loose Fur. Started in 2000, so that's a couple years before uh, A Ghost is Born But that's how Wilco's A Ghost is Born was born
0: Expecting to hate this album?
1: I was definitely, I think, w- wanting to be impressed. But I actually thought it was really good.
0: And you never really listened to Wilco? Yeah, never. So you haven't listened to Yankee O'Dell Foxtrot?
1: No, I'll need to listen to it. I thought
0: I actually picked that as an album once, but check it out. It's your homework. I love that line, too. I was chewing gum for something to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll need to compare, like, what is pre-Jim O'Rourke and, you know, what are the earlier iterations of Wilco sound like?
3: Taxi cabs are driving around. the handshake drugs I bought down.
0: Want to weave one more web? Because I just looked up Wilco's Wikipedia page. They made their live debut in 1994 in St. Louis, and before they were Wilco, their name was Black Shampoo. Wow, which is a reference to a 1976 black exploitation film, which also is the title of a Wu Tang song where You God raps about shampooing and essential oils and I almost picked it, but I didn't.
1: Wow. Mic's drop. You win the episode. I concede.
0: All right, but hey, if you got a different opinion, I think Lee... Nah, I'm going to take the episode. No, I think Lee Lee always wins. <laughs> but I'm just feeling this will go right now. No one, no one wins, but hey, if you want to vote on the episode, tweet us at ctcpod or email us gmail.com.
1: So I read online that he, a lot of these solos, he was trying to emulate how he feels during panic attacks. I can see that. He creates sort of these stretched out, noisy solos, feedback loops. All right, Will. Great episode, Will, showing you some great music. And uh, looking forward to next week.
0: Show me some great music Looking forward to next week